is the Starting Why Podcast. Here we ask entrepreneurs, actors, investors, innovative, and artists on the why. Why they are doing what they are doing, what motivates and drives them, and why can't they stop. We will start in five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to Starting Why. I'm here with Joe, and it is 2023. A new year. Hello, Joe. Happy New Year. There is the Chinese New Year coming up pretty soon, so I can say Xinyan Hao. What can you say? Uh huh. Sunny is 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 in Mandarin happy. Is it the same? It's the same. Oh, I'm awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I think your Chinese is better than mine. <laughs> no way. Uh-uh. I don't need no on even one curse word in Chinese. So yours is better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really excited to be here and, and speaking with you about the new year and also this year. What inspires you for the beginning of the new year? Do you make any New Year's resolution? Yes and no. I don't necessarily stick to the new year just to start something new. Um, for example. People watching me on YouTube may have realized that I'm losing weight. Don't worry, I'm not sick. I started intermediate fasting because I was a little bit overweight, and that is something I just started from one day to another. Tuck, I mm-hmm. j- 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 just decide I'll try it out. So I don't need one year to end and uh, just to start something new. I try to always do it, not to keep it too dull. How about you? I don't have New Year resolution. Usually, I have an intention for the entire year. But I don't have anything that you know, like losing weight or gain ten pounds or exercise more. I've, I'm, am doing those things. Anyways, I've started on it, and I think every day is a new year for me. <laughs> so like, I wake up and it's a new day, so it's a new year. And I think what is what is new this year for me, or that started last year, is. I've been redefining my days and my hours. It has changed my life a little bit, but I don't know if it's it's still an experiment. I don't know whether it's good and bad. For example, I redefine my day, so I have two days in one day. <laughs> so like I have the morning day and the the evening day for the day, and so after the first day in that day, <laughs> I will basically have a break, and I would evaluate that day, and then I would then begin my second day in that day. And then I also have a twelve-week year.、Uh, I think you guys might have heard about that on YouTube and whatnot. But one quarter is my one year, and usually people do it one or the other. I am really efficient already, but. You know, I think I'm kind of killing myself <laughs> by doing that, but it's been really interesting. So, you know, like one quarter is one year for me. So I would have goals, you know, but not New Year resolution. You know, things I wanted to accomplish for that one quarter, and then I,、uh, for that one quarter, which is one year, and then so I would have four years in one year. And my one year is definitely two years since I have two days in one year.、Uh, it's, it's been a lot of fun. It's very productive, and I don't recommend it because I think people might burn out. I'm just playing with it. Um, w- w- <laughs> one question here: 
how many hours do you work each day to really have two days in one working day? Is it like a 16 hour day? No, no, it just kind of depends. I, um, so before my two days in one day, you know, I usually worked or play <laughs> for the entire day. But, you know, you know that from a psychological perspective, you're not productive every hour. So I usually get into the flow. So my, my, you know, my hours are completely different from, from people anyways. But so, you know, like, so it depends, you know, like sometimes you can expand and restrict time. Uh, sometimes I would, you know, be on the computer for, for one day or one, you know, or, you know, the, the one day in that day. You know, I would like do two hours, but I'm in the flow. So I got everything done. You know, then I would take a break, you know, take a nap or whatnot or go out. You know, then I would start the second, you know, day. And that second day could be, you know, five hours, 10 hours. It could be one hour. So as long as I'm in the flow, I get things done. And, and you know, my day has no like hour limitation. You know, because because remember, you know, time doesn't exist, and so you can expand time. Um, I could be, you know, like be on a computer for two hours and get, you know, like normally eight hours of things done, but I'm productive. Mm -hmm. And and another thing that I've done, and even before I redefine the days, is that you know sometimes I just need to do three things in one one normal day, twenty you know twenty four hour day, and that's my day, right? So I think I think if you you know focus on the main task that you wanted to do, or time block stuff, uh, then you know you could have your your first day focusing on you know some of the three things, and then your second day focusing on you know like some of the other things like executing certain things. You know, I, like it's it's been super productive. I've gotten you know probably things done for the entire year already. <laughs> You know, but but I think but I, I I call it an experiment because you know I've like actually and it's a little bit different because I've actually worked when I was managing you know a team and like a dev team and also like I think I did a lot of art and animation at three a.m. in the morning before and it burns me out right so when I redefine my day it really doesn't mean that you're on the computer basically all the time I think. When we think about the day, we think about morning and night and then, you know, the the meat of what you're doing. So, you know, I think if I'm going to the mall and get something to eat, you know, that could be another day. But you have, you know, that kind of personal time and free time away from the computer where you can relax. Personally, I also found that a definition of a day is pretty flexible for me. What is very important for me is two things. First, I think I told you this, you and the listeners before. Uh, one thing I do is I got together with a friend of mine who is also a freelancer. And one mm -hmm. hour each Monday, we have something we call the hour of the skunk. That is the mm -hmm. time when we hold each other accountable to do the things we least like to do. One hour oh, each week. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that, uh, that's kept me quite recent on accounting and <laughs> uh, plus oh, yeah oh. i think like bookkeeping and accounting yeah. oh my gosh I, i've been doing that and <laughs> and I, it's not like the most fun you know like i love quicken 
you know, but doing it night and day is it's just a different story, right? Exactly. The other thing I've found is most productive if I have like a really paper-based to-do list just next to me mm-hmm. and I can cross out things. And I mm-hmm. start thinking, what should I do? And the most inconvenient, most important thing goes on top of the list and it's the first thing I'll tackle. That really, mm-hmm. really worked out for me, even though I'm not the most productive guy, like in the early morning when I dropped off my uh, oldest son in the kindergarten, but nonetheless, I can power through. And what I also realized is it gives me a lot of energy and it actually helps mm-hmm. me to be a little bit more productive. When I take in the afternoon after lunch, uh, my little boy in my baby stroller and take a little walk, like 30 minutes together with him, he gets a good mm-hmm. rest. He usually falls asleep and I have time to like really cool down my brain, think of something new or listen to other podcasters. Yeah. That's something yeah, awesome. that I do. I'm a little bit more stuck in the old like one year, one year cycle. I, I, I like the idea of thinking about quarters as years. I have to admit, I have also already planned likely weeks when I'll take time off because I realized there's, like you said, there's nobody else watching out for you if you get a burnout or not. Making sure you don't work more than like 12 hours a day. That is something I I did really, really badly in my first year as an entrepreneur. And that's why I... (laughs) I did the same thing. Yeah, I, I... I try to hold myself accountable not only for reaching my milestones, for reaching, for fulfilling my to-dos, but also to really take time off. And admittedly, it's even a little bit more than it would have been granted by my employers in consulting, but I also tend to work even more. So I think that's okay. Plus, what I also did is I have at least an idea when they are... Uh, when there are some important startup events that I'm at least considering to attend. So I have a big paper-based calendar here on the wall and there's like one color, all the potential vacations and one color, um, all the events I'm going to attend. Awesome. Yeah, I think I think attending events, those are really good good breaks. I think when, when I first became an entrepreneur, I didn't realize because I, was, I wasn't attending a lot of events. I was mainly just on the computer working and I would sometimes work until 3, 4 a.m., 5 a.m. in the morning. Like mm-hmm. I would have meetings, tree would fall down and I would still be having meetings and working. And then un- until I think one day I just couldn't get out of bed anymore, like literally. And I was animating and doing art in the middle of the night because I would have to manage people on the daytime, I had people in the office. So it, it, was, it was just very interesting. You know, and, and so, and that doesn't work. And I think a, a healthy balance between going to events, just meeting people and, you know, and then also executing when you're in front of your desk kind of balances it. And, and and I think it's a little bit, there's also an importance of being known, you know, and, and I think, you know, I've, it's up, I think being known is something that I had to consciously work on because I never really cared about that until I think one day, one one year, my intention was being known, and you know, and then and then I was just making YouTube videos because I was just like, oh, I don't care about being known. So this year, I'm gonna work on being known. 
uh, as an intention, but not as you know, not as a New Year's resolution because those are usually short lived. I think it, when you have an intention, there's there's not such a stressor if you don't meet it. But that's really what you wanted to tell the universe that you wanted to do. So you actually have the power of the universe to help you. Whereas when you have a New Year resolution, you just you know basically were like, oh, at five o'clock I'm gonna go to the gym. You know, and sometimes, you know, after February or so, that's it. <laughs> you know, they don't really last. So I think I think that's what what happened. But yeah, I, I went through the same mm -hmm. as you did. And you've already talked about March. Um, because what I usually do is I sit down towards the end of June and think about what I want to do and how, how far I've gotten because there's nothing worse than having goals for half a year, three quarters of a year that you already know you cannot achieve. Yeah. Therefore, I tend to do a lot of this work during the summer and also doing a lot of the preparation work because I don't know if it's the same for you, but in July and August, it is less busy. So you have maybe two or three completely in uninterrupted days a week we can really get stuff done and that's something I really rely on. That is some that is something I try to keep. That's why I'm for my main podcast, I'm not sticking to the schedule once a week. I have been toying with complete summer break, at least for the month of August. But it mm -hmm. turns out a lot of tools, a lot of apps basically kick you out uh, when you don't do one episode at least every other week every month so yeah that is something i'm i still have to do just in order to stay afloat because then you really see it um in september in october in november it completely goes through the roof but then there is a quiet time shortly before the holidays everybody's busy and then it goes up again yeah that's at least my experience I agree with you. Even with the fifth, with the twelfth year, uh, week year, uh, I think it was recommended that you take a break between the weeks as well. I mean, you, you can look it up. I think it's a popular thing. Mm -hmm. I don't know whether it's healthy or not, but it allows you to reach concrete goals in a very short amount of time, which I think you know we all want. But it's something to experiment with. You know, I just experiment a lot because you know, like it may not work with you. Like when when I was in college, I didn't really study that much, but I still do do well. And you know that's what I realized too. Like when you're having fun, you tend to be more motivated. I used to, when I used to go out, I used to subconsciously think about my projects. Mm -hmm. And when I actually sit down and write an essay, you know, I just did it on the spot. You know, because it, it you know having fun, you know, does something with your mind. You're basically in you know really high vibrations you know, because you're going out, you're having fun and you're meeting people. And so, you know, and, and you're learning as you go and experiment the, uh, the world versus being in front of the computer all day, being in the same environment. It's just a little bit different. And, you know, I do encourage everyone to really experiment with different time and or lack of time because it's constructed and see what works for you. Mm -hmm. Would actually also, that is something I learned is usually... You say when you um, go to an event, oh, for most people, it's just a waste of time. Don't get me wrong. You don't have to attend like one event a week. I actually mm -hmm. would not recommend that. 
but at least one, look for one big event each quarter. That is something I'm doing right now. And it kind of keeps the balance because as you said, you're having fun, you're connecting to other people, you meet potential partners, new clients, mm -hmm. whatever. Um, you find somebody who tells you about this library of this and that, and you can use it in your coding or something like this. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. Because if, if it you... It feels like we're talking a lot about um, time yeah. uh, today. And I think it's great because it's just timely, <laughs> especially when it's the beginning of the year. What else do you want to uh, discuss, Joe? Goals. One of the biggest goals of this year is basically to reduce complexity and get rid of extra work. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to squeeze in two additional hours each week of sports. Mm -hmm. And I try to squeeze in like one hour with my little son each each week. Just 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 taking a walk with him in the in the in the baby buggy and the baby uh, stroller. But that is uh, some time I have to take from somewhere else because I'm a family father. I cannot always stay up that late because in the morning I have to get up, get my kid ready for kindergarten and um so i basically have to work on a different frame let's call it a frame i do have a steady frame through my family and i have to fill in the gaps in between as best as i can and i realize mm -hmm. if i'm not 100 percent before the laptop all the time before my computer screens it is much more productive for me yeah i, I completely agree Plus, I do believe I can also squeeze out like two or three hours of basically the time that I need out of my work, just getting complexity to the absolute minimum and throw out extra work. For example, for my main podcast, I used to write newsletters in LinkedIn, in Substack, in MailChimp, and in WordPress, which basically filled a Friday morning. Now I got it pretty reduced. I write it in LinkedIn. I copy paste it, make a few adjustments in WordPress, make a few adjustments in Substack, and da, it goes out to thousands of people, and that's it. Awesome. And as you can tell, Michelle is recording from her home, and one of her family members just bumped in again. So we'll wait for her patiently. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. My brother just bombed this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sure he didn't know, or he did it on purpose. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he might have done it on purpose. I was, you know, it's always hard uh, having moved, and I'm visiting my family, so it's been it's been awesome. I didn't get to see them during Thanksgiving or or Christmas, so I'm spending time, you know, with my with my dad and you know and my family. It's it's pretty awesome. I actually like California. <laughs> Went to Palo Alto and a few places, you know. And the mm -hmm. food is beautiful. There's diversity of food. Uh, how do you like the rain right now? <laughs> it's been, it's been, <laughs> I, I don't think it's. I think it's unprecedented. It's just. It's just never had rain like this before. We had like a level five rain in California, and it was. It's been helling, like raining little hells bumps. Uh, like in the in the morning. Uh, so it, it's been lucky too because I think it was stormy on Monday, but it happened in the current mo mostly in the evening and not in the daytime. Oh, it it always reminds me of a very old song uh, with Louis Armstrong. Would you like to take a walk? 
uh, he says, it never rains in California. <laughs> that always is in the back <laughs> of my mind when I hear in the morning uh, when I'm taking a shower through my smart speaker, I hear a lot of different news outlets, including CNN, and they just recently always had coverage of the rains in California, like uh, 25 counties under, under flood warning and stuff like this. I hear it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it, that is, I, I do believe, a survival question. How do you plan to survive the next recession, the potential recession? Yeah, I think like for me, since I've like, you know, do different things, I think I, I may, you know, be fine. I think, you know, there's a lot of layoff uh, in, in the Silicon Valley and, and elsewhere. You know, uh, since I'm, you know, are not employed anywhere, I think my lifestyle and everything is the same. So I think I'll be able to survive and I haven't really spent a lot of money. So, you know, I think that's always pretty good. So that means you're an entrepreneur, you don't have a real job. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like, what do you think when, you know, when there's a recession? I just feel like, you know, as an entrepreneur, you're used to not spending a lot of money, not, you know, just, you know, you know what I mean? So I think, I think the standard is, is a little bit different. Yeah. It's, it's basically my life as an entrepreneur is like the complete opposite of what you see on YouTube, like the entrepreneurs with the flashy watches, the big cars and, and the yachts the complete different uh, other page um, exactly, I, I'm, yeah right? I'm, I'm, I'm in my study which is something like 12 square meters it's really tiny and basically um square meters to feet oh it's it's a it's not even 130 square feet my study and I'm basically spending most of the time in here like day and night and sometimes I realize on left oh look the sun is already gone again so um that that's my life um the 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 only thing I may have in common with the people on YouTube from time to time so like once every other week on the weekend I smoke a cigar that's it I think I think I think my lifestyle is like you know no better than than yours you know I think as an entrepreneur you know I mean, because I came from PayPal, which is a big company, right? So I think as an entrepreneur, I think you, you kind of learn, because I think one of the questions before I even, you know, kind of quit my job is, you know, how much do you need to survive? You know, because I, I used to live in a, a bubble, you know, where you don't really know how much people, what's going on in the world, what people need, you know, because you can, you know, as, a, as an executive, you could do anything you kind of you kind of want you can buy anything you, you want and i think to begin with even when i was at paypal i didn't really spend a lot of money anyways uh so i think it was just an easier transition because then i was trying to be a minimalist as well so i don't really drive like fancy cars and and whatnot so I think my lifestyle is still the same and so you know to answer the question whenever there's a recession uh, when you don't really need a lot of money for your lifestyle, you you know it's a little bit the same. I think mm-hmm. exactly. And you know what? You don't drive a fancy car. I don't own a car right now. Nice. Yep. Nice. I don't. I don't have a car. I, and, and you know what's also live, funny? But I, yeah. I, I I don't own a car, 
and the bicycle I own is something an uncle of my wife gave me. So it's it's like 30 years old. I had some stuff redone, like lights and the brakes and stuff like this, but you can still tell it's it's a 20, 30 year old bicycle. <laughs> Awesome. I love I love antiques though. I mean, sometimes like, you know, like it took me a couple of years to I mean, upgrade my phone. <laughs> I know it sounds really bad, but I had like, I like an iPhone 11 and recently upgraded my phone. And, you know, like what I miss the most though is my like iPhone cover. <laughs> you know, even though it's like so old, it's just like, oh, I just don't want to give it up. But you kind of have to because then it no longer fits and it's just so old. You have to like dump it, but I just have so much. So like, it's a lot, it has a lot of memory because it's just with you all the time, wherever you go, right? Because <laughs> it just kind of holds your phone. But yeah, I, th I think like, I, you know, my recommendations for someone who's gotten laid off, you know, and going through a recession is you just kind of resist, resist spending a lot of money, I guess. You know, and, and see what is essential to you. And it doesn't mean that you're not going to spend money. Like if, for example, right, I think if you wanted to buy like a Louboutin, you know, and a very expensive pair of shoes, you know, um, and if that's important to you, do that, you know, but what could you do otherwise, you know, like, like, but, you know, I think if you do like 10, 20 things, you know, that are the same priority to you, then, then it's like super different, right? I think. Recession is a time for you for uh, for us to prioritize, you know what we really want or need, and then kind of add accordingly, and then you know or find ways to start things, you know, so that you can meet your own needs. I think if you want to buy like twenty Louboutin a month, you know, and that's really your priority, but you know you think of ways to actually make money during the recession, you know, and and provide value to people that could be done as well. Mm -hmm. I also realized the phone that I own is more than three years old. Yeah, yeah, I know. I have a, I have a, I have a, yeah. <laughs> Mine was so old. Oh my gosh. I, I, it's just the only reason I upgraded is because there are certain things I can do with a phone technology because <laughs> it's so old. And I, I do, I work on a lot of AI stuff and 3D. And I just couldn't do certain things with my phone. <laughs> so I have to, you know, like, like, Michelle, one question. Did it, still, did it still have something to wind it up? No, I basically, <laughs> <laughs> it probably does. I, I traded in for a new phone. It, it's actually not that bad, but I just haven't done it. And so I finally did. You know, and, and it, it's, it's for some reason, I still miss my old phone just because I feel like I'm more familiar with its size, you know, and everything. But even though it's a new phone, I, I still feel like it's still a stranger to me. I know it sounds really weird. <laughs> oh, I see, I see, I see, I see. Well, I think our most intimate thing is probably our phone, right? Especially in this day and age. That is true. That is true. So save your money have a lot of cash because i just realized i went through a little try spell and basically i had to make sure that i have money in the bank for a few months if you are an entrepreneur yeah. you have to have that it's there's no there's no way around the safety net the safety caution and if it's just your only your own personal savings you just have to do that yeah I think uh, I think we spoke about that. And then let's talk about AI. AI seems to be super hot right now. 
And, you know, for me, since I've been playing with AI for, for the last decade, you know, I like it's not like a big surprise to me, but it seems like it for the first time it, you know, everyone have access to it. So everyone is just really, you know, like everywhere from Facebook to Twitter, everyone, all everyone talks about is AI. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, what are what are your thoughts about that? Um, AI was already hot a few years ago. With it right now, yeah. even in the mainstream news here in Germany is chat GPT. Yeah. That may be the only AI tool a lot of people know. I have to tell you, I've seen the AI edge coming and it was for me basically the same thing all over like um, cloud first, um, like app, like AI. So basically at the beginning, everybody was was in the cloud. Every startup was born in the cloud. Then every startup also had an app one way or another. And, and now every startup is using AI. I do believe that's a technical development. You cannot and you should not stop because AI is useful in some areas. But I do believe if you really want to replace employees with it, uh, you may need to uh, wait a few more years, maybe decades to do that. Yeah. I think it's not AIs are not perfect yet. You know, in the in art, the hands and the eyes aren't aren't they don't they don't get it yet because those are very complex. Mm-hmm. Even for an artist to draw a hand, even for an artist to draw an eye, <laughs> I think an eye is easier to draw for an artist. But AI doesn't really get eyes yet. And I think you know, for for coding, I think I see different very minor areas. I think there is still misinformation in AI. And I think that's something that we should be kind of conscious of, mm-hmm. you know, the bias as well as the misinformation. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I do believe uh, like most most companies that claim to use AI, um, they'll have some tiny function like 1% of the code is using some AI tool or library from third party and that's it. Yeah, I mean, I think the data is. I mean, and, and it makes sense because it uses data from from consciousness, right? That is global and 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 social constructs, and so mm-hmm. a lot of it is really dependent on what the world thinks, and then society may not be right, you know. And I read an article that criminals are already using AI to enter the dark web, you know, which is going to be dangerous. I mean, you know, like so, and it's then a question is. Does the AI creator have any responsibility to society when they know or should have known, right, that their technology is used to enhance the bad? And then also for other countries that create weapons of mass destruction, you know, what, what, you know what I mean? Like, I think it's just a double-edged sword sometimes. I think it allows us and augments us in terms of information, but at the same time, it could create, you know, weapons and and bad things, you know, that could destroy us as well. And I think it's really something that we got to be careful for. Um, And, you know, and and it's it's just kind of interesting. And, you know, if, if we want AI to be ethical, should humans be also ethical? That actually reminded me when you talked about using AI for nefarious purposes. That really reminded me because I did an apprenticeship in a bank, like a vocational training. And at this time, the the color copy machines got so good that they made fake money with it. And so uh-huh. the, fo- the producer of the photocopier, the Xerox of the world and the others, 
had to react and basically eliminate this option. And I do believe we'll go down a similar path with AI, even though that could potentially be much more dangerous. But I do believe that's the usual technical development because every time you have um, some new development, there is an idiot and is trying to to figure out what what else you can do with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I completely agree. If I, I learned something in my not too long life, people always have stupid ideas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sounds uh, sounds awesome. I think I think that could be um, it for for today, Joel. What do you think? Do you want it to add any? It was a pleasure talking to you. Um, we are actually going to publish this for the Chinese New Year. So, uh, Happy New Year. And as we said, you don't need one year to end or New Year to start to make a significant change in your life. You can always start with a New Year's resolution. Uh, by the way, one, one question I would have is, how do you discover the tools, the changes, the things you want to do in your life? Because for me, admittedly, YouTube has been a pretty good source because I find a lot of interviews with interesting authors, um, ideas from Stoic philosophers, or wrap-ups of good books there in, in, in a few minutes. And so it has become one of the engines driving my self-improvement, I have to admit. Yeah, I think like for me, I've been always, I read a lot of books, right? I probably have over 500 books in Audible. And then like, I, I think one of my room is library. And, you know, I think like, I always pursue my passion and, and, you know, things I like to do. That kind of helps me start what I start, right? You know, I, there's just no way I will buy a ice hockey arena, you know, because that's, I don't, I don't skate. You know what I mean? So, but if you really love ice hockey, you know, that's something that you might think about, right? You know, I I began making duty jury. And so I'm into physical jury as a result of that. And and I think, you know, I think like activities that you enjoy and some type of life purpose is different. But I think sometimes you will discover your life purpose and start on it in your journey. I think it's not something that me or maybe Joe could tell you what it is. I think it's something that you would want to discover for yourself. Also books are my friend and I just realized I have just a few books shy of 600 audiobooks I've listened to on my awesome. favorite app. Yeah, uh, a lot of stuff totally nothing to do with self-improvement like Expeditionary Force, science fiction, Harry Potter uh, for the Germans, Thomas Mann, Die Buddenbrocks, Tom, Tom, Tom <laughs> Clancy, Tom Clancy. I started liking him even more and stuff like this. So um, that is, that is, as we said, you don't always have to be productive, but from some really interesting books, you always get good ideas. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I split my literature with my business books. So my Audible is all business books because you don't want it. To, I don't want to read literature. I don't want to hear literature. I want to read literature. I want to hear like if, if something that you wanted to teach me, I want to hear about it that way because it's not literature. But I usually wanted to read literature because I love I love like style elements of style and I love writing so for me it's just 
a little bit different. And I have like a whole process where I have Kindles for reading and then Audible's uh, Fire <laughs> for for listening. You know, and and uh, I I think like another thing I wanted to do is you know like this year is to play with some of the the you know I I went to CES and I you know like love like Hey Disney you know which is a light white label from Alexa and you know like then I was just like I know you know I think some of the startup radios uh, episodes are uh, as an Alexa. And, you know, for me, I, I would love to create some Alexa skills. That would be, that would be fun, you know, and it's I'm not in. something that, <laughs> <I'm in. laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not something that, you know, I, I'm just going to do it for fun, you know, and uh, also spending time with my family, you know, getting into coding more, you know, uh, that, that would be something that I kind of inspired to this year. Mm-hmm. I've been doing it for the last couple of years because of hibernation, but, you know, mm-hmm. I think I wanted to kind of I kind of love those things and I kind of missed it so I feel like there is a need to say this content is neither sponsored by Amazon nor by Google or YouTube <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not I mean I we wish that they would sponsor us by the way but they're not sponsoring us and so we're just being authentic <laughs> <laughs> exactly so with this good mood I would say it was a pleasure talking to you Thank you very much. And happy new year and looking forward to have another discussion towards the end of this quarter. But guys, we have one question for you because when we've been sitting together here digitally and thinking about this episode, would you rather have us to wing it like we did or prepare the podcast a little bit more? That's a question you can always reply at the starting why twitter account or send us an email we will link the email address down here awesome thank you sending thank follow you guys. happy Ching new year bye 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 bye